Welcome everyone, this is Glenda Dawson and you're watching Glenda's Dragons Den. LD, although he promised to be here this week, I am having him do some healing sessions uh, out. So he's out on another mission for me. Uh, so I could be here and uh, introduce you to Phil Gruber, who is magnificent. He grew up in the same town or city as I did. So we are both Jersey people. And um, he's done so much. He's a critically acclaimed um, feature in the critically acclaimed film, The Indigo Evolution. He has a lot of passion. He's very kind, spirited. Uh, he uh, has a sparkling wit and intelligence. Um, he's funny as heck, people, and you'll get to meet him. He's very, very good. He's a well-known internationally. And what else can I say? Why don't I just let him continue introducing himself? Hi, Phil. Welcome. Uh, how are you? Hi, you're doing a wonderful job reading that bio. I know. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the L'Entrée des Dragons, Les Dragons. The Dragon. <laughs> Dragon's Den. No, yeah. it's really a pleasure. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. So tell the audience about you and, you know, how you grew up, what, what, you, what got you here? Well, what got me here was, I mean, you know, when when I'm when I'm speaking, you know, we all have our areas of specialization. It's, it's we're all good at something, hopefully. Right. When people are impressed or like overly impressed or meta impressed, I talk about with what I teach. You know, this is an accumul. This is a lifetime. It's a lifetime of study. It's a lifetime of research. And I've had wonderful teachers and mentors, and I still continue to look at, you know, I'm still open to learning. I had a walk-in experience mm -hmm. when I was six years old, and we can, we can talk about that a little bit later. I think a lot of us have had similar experiences. We may listen to consciousness, but I had a classic walk-in situation that I call a soul braid. When I was six years old, I was hit by a car. And uh, this car, head-on, we estimate, uh, it was Roberta Igg's father. Hi, Roberta, if you're out there. Um, was going about 60 miles an hour, hit me head-on. The force of the impact threw me up in the air, Grumman Avenue on the hillside border, up in the air and about 50 feet down the street. But not, when I landed, not a scratch. And I remember it was a soft landing. This is a kind of situation in which there's direct angelic intervention, I believe. Mm. You've got a contract that you, you're here to fulfill. Yeah. There, there will be direct intervention. And I know this, that they are, uh, they don't like to station here or to be active on the physical plane or three-dimensional plane. There's, they take a risk. But when it's mm -hmm. this type of situation that you've got to stay on the planet, you've got work to do, there will be direct intervention. And there was. And the walk-in, because as, as soon as the walk-in came in, 
say, you know, the force of the impact, it hits something and the force of it, but I was in some kind of bubble. Mm -hmm. I, I consider this what we call a soul braid, and I'll talk about that later. Your soul braiding. Um, it was with me to walk out. So I shared consciousness with what I believe is one of my higher identities, probably a soul identity. Um, mm -hmm. For the better part of 10 years, I came with such, I, I had incredible downloads that I, of course, and a lot of us, when we get this, we have no reference. We don't understand what it is. Lots of, lots of children have imaginary playmates, but like angels, I knew their names, you mm -hmm. know, all these orders of angels. And my mother wanted to send me to a psychiatrist. And if maybe later on, I'll fetch a photo of me just after the, The car accident just after the walking and you see there's a distinct change you can see it in the eyes there's so much soul embodied at birth in that child mm -hmm. certainly before a lot of the parental karma kicks in you see so much of the soul identity is mm -hmm. is, is in that child you see mastership in their eyes and you can see that in this photo which i'll probably show a little bit later or maybe at the end so it, it it walked out fully when I was about 16, 17, something like that. And I really didn't have to be about 16, 17. And I started to meet people, uh, interest in magic, of course, and metaphysics. So I started mm -hmm. my research, my research is early. I had the added benefit of, of, of um, an IQ that went from already genius to a uh, just something totally off the screen, something to listen. That's, that hasn't remained. Well, I mean, when I go, when, when my wife wants me to go shopping, I have to write everything down. I'm not the person I want. A lot of time of substance abuse will do that. That's, uh, that's my life is a cautionary tale in many ways. So I had a lot of, and I just seemed to know stuff. Of course, I've had great teachers. Mm-hmm. And I did join a magical fraternity, um, I'll be nameless, okay? So I had access to a lot of private libraries and I learned how to access information remotely or directly from what I call, or what is called by guardian races, the Dora Torah or the Cloister Dora Torah. And actually I would like to, if you would like me to, I'd like to get into where Certainly my information comes from, and I think the source of all higher knowledge. Sure. If you want me to start. Please, there, go ahead. Right? And I really have a lot of, and I thanks go, go to the Guardian Alliance, mm -hmm. their representatives here, Eisha, I mean, um, my that I have and still have, and that still inspire me to keep on learning, you know. Um, throughout human evolution, as we know, um, their interdimensional races, they, they brought teachings to earth. Why? In order to influence and direct the course of human evolution. And there were primary interdimensional races that were involved in our, in our creation. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go into real, real detail, but we call them the Breno, 
the Breno, there is the Amethyst Order, mm -hmm. the Serify Gold Order. These are Breno collectives from what we call densities four and five. Densities four being the Christos or dimensions 10, 11, and 12. Den the fifth density, dimension 13 and 14 and 15. Rock collectives, some mm -hmm. people know this as the Kirache. This is even higher than the Avatar. These are beings of pure light. Right. Pure wave form consciousness, mm -hmm. pure radiant light that can't interact with us directly. If they tried, if they tried to enter our space, the, the, the earth would just be reduced to a cinder. Right. But they send out their smaller selves right. or smaller Merkaba vehicles to interact with us. Mm -hmm. Well, these three Brenau or Brenau orders, these are the, we believe, the, the three founders race time matrix okay. during the last seating. Now, this is really interesting. When we talk about these great seatings, we're talking about mm -hmm. time cycles that are 950 billion year time cycles. We're not mm -hmm. talking about 15 or 14 to 16.3 no. billion years. We're talking about time cycles that are 950 billion years. This is like the great mother taking a breath, let it mingle within her, right? And then this is the, and then taking that out breath and breathing everything out into creation. Wait about 950 billion years, go out for a smoke, whatever. Then <laughs> bring it all back. And who knows how many cycles of 950 billion years there have been. Right. Maybe we're detecting in mainstream physics the background radiation from the last quote unquote big bang of which now they're beginning to realize it was not a big bang. You know, mm -hmm. we can talk about that later too, but in 950 billion years ago, now these Brenau oil periods, why? In an attempt to keep the history of humanity's original creation the creation contract why we're here i mean glenda aren't aren't these the most profound questions we ask yes. ourselves who are we right where do we come from why are we here what's our purpose mm -hmm. these brenau orders and their all their lower and lower identities of which we are part of we're mm -hmm. part of the one right we're all part of the one and our evolutionary blueprint, the evolutionary path through human consciousness is to return to that state of at And the funny thing is, once you return to that state of full at what do you do? You go back into fragmentation. Right. Man is essentially a game player. There's a Latin term, <laughs> homo ludens. Man is essentially a game player. I remember there was, in the original Star Trek, there was that episode where they, they get, the Enterprise gets hijacked by these brains. They're just brains now. They don't need bodies, but brains. Right. So how far have they really gone? But anyway, they, they their brains under glass or something. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they hijack starships and they bring the crew down to fight as gladiators. You know why that is? And they get imaginary money on it. Because nothing that, that, that you can do except play games, except play games of chance where you don't necessarily know the outcome. Man, it's, it's right. like the Olympian gods playing chess with us. Mm -hmm. the, only, the only thing that floats their boat now is to, to play games. We're essentially game players. But anyway, 
these races visit humanity. Why in an attempt, successful or not, through our history, to keep humanity's original contract and intended evolutionary and that original co-evolution agreement made between these Brenau races in seeding our particular time matrix was called the Emerald Covenant. Okay. Now, I haven't done this in a long time. Maybe one of my first presentations on can will be on the Wizard of Oz. I used to do it quite regularly when the New Life Expo would come into town. Mm -hmm. Talk about the Wizard of Of Oz, L. Frank Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz, him and his wife had joined the, the Theosophical Society, the Ramayana sect mm -hmm. of the Theosophical Society, Chicago, Illinois. So if you look at The Wizard of Oz, especially through a Theosophical lens, you see that there was such heavy-duty information. The movie is great, but the book is even more cosmic in what he's bringing. It's, there's massive information and data on many, many levels, but that Emerald, the Emerald City, mm -hmm. the Emerald Covenant. So that original Emerald Covenant was made 950 billion years ago among these fifth density living light beings. And in this agreement, it is believed that the Brenau orders, Trisha McKinnon works with the Brenau, by the way, also. Oh, okay. And her on the show, Trish is amazing, uh, agreed to create various founders races mm -hmm. to life into all the density levels of our time matrix. Why? Why not? To create peaceful coevolution and the promise of ascension for all races. So th this is, and it was the Density 5 Brenau orders. They were directly involved with the creation of the original angelic human lineage on a planet that we know, some know as Tara, some mm -hmm. call it some call it Valinor. Tolkien called it Valinor. Tolkien in his later interviews was very candid about the fact that he wasn't making this stuff up. Right. That there really is a midden earth or a middle earth, a frequency mm -hmm. model zone between earth and heaven that the human lineage began on the planet tara 560 million years ago and this emerald covenant has been about 248,000 years ago the lirin anuhazi lirin anuhazi come come to us by way of april april mike okay <laughs> When the Emerald Covenant was restated 248,000 years ago, I believe that was the time of the third seeding of the angelic human lineage, the density four, this again, these are dimensions 10, 11, and 12 that we understand as the Christos. Right. Uh, Christed beings, Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, uh, Lirin Anuhazi, and Syrian Azurites, from Sirius B, the, Syri the Blues, the, the Syrian of densities two and three. These are angelic and archangelic soul and oversoul races. They presented a gift to us, to the earth human guardian races of the Emerald Covenant. And the gift, this gift was, and now this is the source, 99 and 44, 100%. <laughs> everything that comes out of my mouth 
is comes from this massive library of information. This gift that was given to us 248,000 years ago, give or take, mm -hmm. that detailed not only the history of our time matrix, that's 950 billion years of history, creation physics, ascension mechanics, the mechanics of operating what we call the Templar complexes, the mm -hmm. series of stargates on the planet, the interstellar, interdimensional stargates, and the stargates within us, the gates of light, as we call them in in um, Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. And so, and that seems to be our original creation contract too, is to be the guardians and custodians yes. of, of the Stargate. And what this gift all holographic recording discs. And you know how much information can be encoded even now with our technology. Mm -hmm. 12 small holographic discs that are called by many the Eternal Dora Torah or the Cloister Dora Torah or CDT plates. Accompanying these Dora Torah plates was a corresponding set of 12 larger discs called the Signet Shields. Signet referring to stargates of what's called the Interplanetary Templar Complex that you could access uh, the stargate. See, this is why the earth is so prized. This mm -hmm. is why everybody comes here during ascension cycles. Mm -hmm. Because it is through the earth stargates, stargates. So during these periods of ascension or shift, everybody comes here, whatever, no matter what their agenda is, pro-human mm -hmm. or not, everybody, mm -hmm. comes because they know how important this planet is and what this yes. planet is a gateway to. So the information is, and it's also interesting in that um, probably tomorrow I'll show the video from a, a little video clip and anybody out there can look it up. It's from the movie, The Time Machine, 1960, you know, the one with Rod Taylor? <laughs> that many years. Many moons ago. <laughs> you know, 1960 was a great year for film. Continent, mm -hmm. I think out in 1960 and in that movie they actually show the atlantean priest scientists creating human animal hybrids and using large crystals generator crystals to generate power right it's really interesting and a lot of that was based on plato's writings but in the time machine there's a scene where weena of the eloi takes rod taylor uh into a, a cave where there are all these really weird looking devices. There are books that turn to powder because they're so old. But she introduces him to the talking rings. Mm -hmm. And these are rings that you spin. Remember this? Mm -hmm. They're spinning. You get the audio downloads right. of Earth's history. And I think this was H.G. Wells's understanding. And I will tell you before we, we move on. I, I've tried to get into the Vatican archives for some reason. I haven't been <laughs> But I tell you, but since then, I have seen libraries, massive underground libraries. Greg Graydon, I think, still probably did many years ago, show photos that were taken of massive underground libraries, usually under monasteries right. in the Far East, in the, in the Himalayas, as we say. Um, that make that make the Vatican archives look like your neighborhood library. Mm -hmm. 
in the, the library on Osborne Terrace, you know, or something. Right. This, this private joke that you in Glendon, anyone who's brought up in North, especially in the weekly section. Um, it makes your neighborhood library. I can only do this with you, Glenda. I'm so happy. <laughs> I can't do this with anybody else. You know, and it really, I tell you, it even opens my heart more, you know, oh. <laughs> to be like this, you know, long time. So uh, this is where I believe, this is where my information comes from. And representatives that have been contracted, like like Enoch, like Toth, like, like many throughout history, even up to the present day, that have been contracted to be the revealing vehicles or mm -hmm. instruments. We know this information. So we would finally understand, be given the opportunity to realize potentials that have existed within us as individuals and as a race to ascend. Mm -hmm. they're, they're known as the freedom teachings. Why? Because it's the freedom. The freedom not to be, you know, a lot of teachers say we're born in captivity. We're born into the bondage of our mortal coils. Mm -hmm. We're phase locked into biologically phase locked into a three-dimensional embodiment going through cycles and cycles of incarnation. We, that doesn't have to be the case. We have these teachings now mm -hmm. that can really allow us the freedom, the freedom to, to explore, the freedom to extend love to all of creation. Exactly. For all of us to be vehicles, mm -hmm. revealing vehicles. Now I know a lot of that is on the shoulders of the divine feminine. I think That's very, very important, you know, because now is the time, you know, I have a lot to yes, say about it too. Definitely. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's basically the source of the information. And uh, um, did you have any questions or do you want me to follow up on that? Oh, please don't follow up on that. It's so fascinating. Yeah. And I'm sure our audience, they're, they're captivated. They're, there's a few people watching there and they're staying oh. with us. <laughs> too, because I still I I'm in a state of perpetual gratitude mm -hmm. for having found and you know our lives the zigzag of our lives. Sometimes we feel like pinballs and we're not in control. Right. Someone's at the someone's at the what do you, the flippers, you know. Yeah, but we can. But the whole thing, I think, our teachings, yours, she uh, of can all the reason we're here certainly is to remind people of our true evolutionary destinies, the reason we're here, the purpose of our lives, exactly. you know, and to remind people how rare and precious we are. I remember Jodie Foster, remember at the end of the movie Contact? Mm -hmm. I can't remember the first part, part of her speech, but she, in that experience she had through the wormhole, part of it was to remind us how rare and precious we are, exactly. all of us. And gratitude, it's funny that, um, when I went to see Judy Satori last night, um, she has a what she calls a gratitude pyramid now, gra a pyramid. Gratitude, I still believe and have always believed mm -hmm. that gratitude and forgiveness, there is no more powerful forces. Very true. To heal, to heal us, to clear karma. Boy, I'll tell you, gen genuine gratitude can burn off karma like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. love in the form of gratitude the ones that radiate that hold the most light and by virtue of that can radiate yeah. the most light is is forgiveness and gratitude 
because it is the structure of the crystals, very specific crystalline structure, geometric structures that can hold and radiate that light. So just imagine if you become the living embodiment of gratitude, forgiveness, grace, all the higher, the spirit, the spiritual attitude, the etiquette, the attitudes of spiritual mastery. Think about it. And not just lip service. If you really do become the living, walking, talking embodiments of these, of the, of these, of this intelligence and this love, you, every crystal and micro crystal in your body will be able to hold and radiate that light. Mm -hmm. Your light will shine right before you even get there. You become, that's right. And I've, you've, you've, you've mentioned, you've taught you, you talk about, you become a living, a presence healer, right? You heal by your presence alone. You mm -hmm. walk, walk the world and you heal by your presence alone. Uh, Jesus, yes, you would have said that you have the, the, uh, the, the, the radiance of light, right? You have that about you. I can't remember the exact term though. It will come back to me, but, um, that's it. And I think the great, you heal by your presence alone. Mm -hmm. And gratitude also, even in terms of the, the secret, which has never really been secret, right? that gratitude, while it swaddles the science of getting rich, success through creative thought, gratitude is not just giving thanks. Gratitude is a magnetic force mm -hmm. which unites your brain and your solar plexus in the heart space. Uh, Charles who wrote the master key which i totally recommend everyone out there just do google searches everywhere mm -hmm. it's back in 1910 19 it started out as a mail order program where hanel would you would get in the mail one less <laughs> right. but in 1916 he was got permission from his lodge all these new thought these transcendentalists the new right. thought authors like uh like hanel like wallace waddles Mm -hmm. uh like uh um my favorite one so my favorite uh william walker atkinson who wrote in 1910 thought vibration or the law of attraction in the thought world right. and there's nothing he wrote that you couldn't find in the teachings of the christ that you can't find teachings of the buddha confucius lao tzu marcus aurelius there's mm -hmm. nothing that you that you can read right now that you can't read in his teachings right marcus aurelius the philosopher emperor right <laughs> and gratitude is a magnetic force that unites your brain and your solar plexus in the heart space that's where gratitude is held and if you keep that if you're in that state of perpetual and genuine authentic gratitude there's nothing it cannot heal very true but gratitude and forgiveness and i'm very big all the stuff i talk about and all the you know the, the 50 words and everything it all comes down to because some of this information has to be it is by its nature glenda complex exactly we're talking about creation physics we're talking about ascension. and the fact is angelic you know even the angelic uh I'm sure these these children before the parental karma kicks in and whatnot, they understand this. Oh yes, they see it, they know it, they feel it. They children are very open, very you can see it in their eyes, and you know, in their crumbled up little faces. I think a lot of their when they start to when they get upset because they realize they're still conscious enough to realize that they're forgetting. Yeah, 
what 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 they know and it's all it's never it may be forgotten but it's not lost like lost and found it's there in the dna mm-hmm. hey if people really really understood the true traits heredity all that stuff with dna but that's not the main function and dna is an ascension mechanism ascension mm-hmm. is all about the the, the helix is fusing together and the strands fusing together, creating these very exotic ascension elements, hyper superluminal elements. Many of us know this one of these elements, celestine. This is right. why the crystal celestite is very, very powerful to use. It yes. contains within it. And a lot of the channeled information that we're getting nowadays, Judy, for example, Jody, a lot of us that channel information mm-hmm. have you ever noticed and and out there have you ever noticed that a lot of channeled information and channeled language is beginning to sound very similar yes yes right a little mm-hmm. bit of native american I, I, yeah. languages, right mm-hmm. I, well, I, that's, yeah that's the way it happens to me too so that's because yeah yeah it's because the first languages we're going to channel are the ones that are closest to us genetically that goes almost without saying. So the fifth and sixth dimensional parts of ourselves, the parts of ourselves that reside, the identities that reside in the soul matrix. Mm-hmm. This is fifth Avian, sixth Syrian, seventh Arcturian, eighth mm-hmm. Old Orion, Orionic, ninth Andromedan, 10th, 11th, and 12th, the Christos. This is why we call it the cradle of Lyra or Lyra. Mm-hmm. It, is the, it, it is the thing that unites us. And I will tell you in no uncertain terms that the healing of humanity is probably only going to be accomplished when we really understand the, the common core of creation from which we all emerged. Mm-hmm. That there really is no, there are just races that have forgotten. Yes. Forgotten their eternal, their intrinsic divinity. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't, if you don't think you can get it yourself or within yourself, then you'll, then you'll try to get it through someone else. Right. And that's theft. If you don't think you can manifest it yourself, you will steal. You will mm-hmm. try to attempt to steal it. So the gratitude is very, very important. Wallace Waddles. And, and not a lot of that is taught. These uh, law of attraction coaches, even Rhonda Byrne, God bless her, created a, a step, certainly. For people to enter into this understanding of what the law of attraction truly is but to understand the true nature of gratitude that's more than giving thanks it's actually a magnetic force yes it is and that solar plexus very important too so going back to the master key that's a 24-week program the purpose of which is to be able to control your thoughts okay to be able to focus and stay focused that's Linda. I think that's the reason a lot of these pro- very well-intentioned programs mm-hmm. of very well-intentioned programs of personal and spiritual development they ultimately fail. It's not necessarily the quote-unquote fault of the facilitator or even the content. It's people's inability to control their thoughts to hold the focus, especially when we're in higher states, to be able to hold the focus of being in these higher states that's the key and the master key teaches you how to control thoughts and that's why i think any serious program mm-hmm. a dedicated program of spiritual personal development 
the master key, even in my, my personal mentorships, of which there are a few vacancies, mm -hmm. few and far between. There you then, go. Yeah. And people, people can grab all that and get in touch with you. So if anybody's sure. doing any of this further, you know, there I think it came in, of course, a lot of us went online. Mm -hmm. And I uh, and and it was uh, you know it was a really cool thing. I probably would not have thought of doing these online mentorship programs. They're anywhere from well, they used to be you know minimum six months, a year, two years. Right. They're one call a week. There's also a group mm -hmm. we call the Ascension Group. One call a week. Oh, uh, but I have managed to. I've I've started to um, put together these programs a short. programs more affordable shorter programs for keenly interested in this aspect right. or that aspect of the work because it's massive it's like i was alluding to before you can you can only simplify these teachings to a degree you know this or yes. maybe just over diluted and oversimplified and if they become over diluted and oversimplified they lose a lot of their force the energy and behind it, it, it's just, it's not yeah. as strong as it should be. And and it takes, and it requires, as it should, mm -hmm. a little more dedication, a higher right. mantle of responsibility. These right. teachings are very pressing, you can, precious, and you can only simplify them to a degree. Take the solar plus. So I would recommend anybody to download. There are mm -hmm. so many websites. You can download PDF scan copies of the master key. Mm -hmm. Also, also the science of getting rich, and also there's a pamphlet. I know we've done a lot of um, webinars together where I talk about this little pamphlet mm -hmm. that was written in 1916, 1918 by William Walker Atkinson under the pseudonym Theron Q. Dumont, mm -hmm. the solar plexus or the abdominal brain. Right. This is the solar plexus is known as the fourth brain. It's more it's more fully developed even before our brains. Mm-hmm. So someone out there, some intelligent designer is prioritizing <laughs> the creation of the, 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 um, the solar plexus, even right. over our brain. Although, to be quite honest with you, I used mm -hmm. to be a believer in intelligence. You know it's coming, right? Yeah. I, I, used <laughs> I used to be a believer in intelligent design. Right. But who in their right mind would put the prostate so close to the bladder? <laughs> on. Give me a break. You know, this I think is some Anunnaki mischief. <laughs> would be more involved in going to the bathroom 10 times a night instead of working on our ascension work. You know, occupied with going to the bathroom. The original to be understood is right. itself of extraterrestrial origin. In that, mm -hmm. before we ever came or fell to Earth, Right. The humans originally inhabited what we call the second density. We started out as angelics in dimensions right. four, five, six, pretty much rooted in the fifth dimension. Time mm -hmm. fields of Earth, relative to Earth, of course. People also need to understand that what happens in the higher dimensions actually happens in our future. Mm -hmm. The angels actually are our future selves. We are their past lives. When angels get on the couch and go into their past lives. Like, and I'm glad I get the chance to right. bring this up. I do believe that a lot of us have past lives. 
But we also, yes. there is an incarnational or soul family of 12. Every angel, angelic identity subdivides itself into 12 smaller sections. Mm -hmm. and, they're, and, and they direct themselves or they focus themselves in our density, in a harmonic universe. One. So every, it's like being my choice. Mm -hmm. There were 12 of us. So we have an incarnational family right. of 12. And they're in different time, space, locations within our three-dimensional universe. They're not our past lives. They're simultaneous yes. incarnations. Mm -hmm. now, but, but the thing is, in this, especially in the time cycle we're in now, we can affect them. They can affect us. We're probably the most present of our, our incarnational family. There's an incarnational family clock that we teach about. But they're not our past lives. They are simultaneous identities. Mm -hmm. The 12 together are part of a larger identity we call an angelic or soul identity. Right. So, but they can affect us with their thoughts, just like we can affect them. And there's a lot of dimensional blend going on mm -hmm. now, simultaneous identities. And when people, or unless people really understand the framework of dimensional structure, for example, that's why I, I I love this. It's such a it's such a joy and such an honor and a privilege to be able to share information to help people really understand their true origins and destinies. Right. What we were really created to do. We originally inhabited the second density, time fields relative to Earth, where Earth is called Tara. Tara. Right. And that the Tauran original human is known by many names. We know them as the Tura Nusium. T-U-R-A-N-E-U-S-I-A-M. Tura Nusium. And if you know some Scottish Irish Gaelic, you know those songs, Tura Lura Lura, Tura Lura Lura. They encode a lot of very secret information. Right. What are your, what are your roots again? Your um ethnic uh, your, your I'm Cuban. Remember? Right? I'm Cuban. I love it. You know, my parents in that generation, they used to go to Cuba a lot. Yeah. Party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I lived in Florida. I lived in Miami, I lived in South Beach, right on Ocean Drive for many, many years. So I got to know a lot of Cuban, very wonderful people. So heart centered people. Thank you. Really, you know, some of my dearest and still some of my dearest friends that Earth's Earth humanities, our, our genetic stellar heritage is and always was found and can still be found in the DNA. Mm -hmm. What we call the DNA substrand matrices are wave templates that make up the blueprint for human DNA. So in the Earth human lineage, known as the Adam Kadmon or the Adumi Kudmon, there were seven root races mm -hmm. and what we call five cloister races were seeded. Each root race evolutionary cycle developed one of the first five DNA strands within that 12 strand DNA template that we call the diamond sun mm -hmm. DNA. There are double diamonds, there are emeralds, there are some in car, there are some of us that carry even higher uh, genetics, genetic right. templates. 
12 to 24, even 48 strands, very few of them. Because remember, the earth grids can only withstand so much coming in. Right. Or so much coming in at one time or so much being invoked or invoked, right? And this mm -hmm. is where you get a lot of the, there are a lot of reasons for climatic changes, earth changes. But some of it is the introduction of higher dimensional beings. They're pure life force mm -hmm. in, in mm -hmm. talking happening on the planet now the stellar activation cycle which is really an alignment of interdimensional stargates black and white holes and starting in about 1987 just higher and higher dimensional frequency has been coming into the earth right the chakras the main chakras of the planet have to open to receive this energy frequency and consciousness what also needs to be understood is when we talk about energy when we talk about Frequency, we are talking about consciousness. Exactly. And they're and they've been coming through interdimensional stargate sets of black and white holes in the magnetic black hole, out the electrical white hole, onto the earth. And this is what initiates shift of the ages, the ascension cycles, what we're in now. We're in the midst of these changes. Mm -hmm. We're what's happening right now and continuing to happen. We're in the midst of these changes that are so profound, they're so relevant now to us. Right. That the sooner we really understand what's happening, the more we'll be able to take an active part in what's going on. Well, the chakras have to be open, the main chakras on the planet. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, the planetary chakra that's in its closing cycle right now, that has to close on time. Just as the chakras had to open, the vortices had to open on time to right. receive this divine light. Mm -hmm. They have to close on time. And the one that's due to close this year, next year, guess where it's located? The epicenter is in Russia, in the Caucasus, but mm. there are many secondary vortexes in the Ukraine. Mm. Interesting, so, isn't it? <laughs> the plot continues to thicken. <laughs> right. Very true, very true. And that's also very important to understand. The cloister races, of which the indigos are the latest restatement, I think there's no doubt in my mind that anyone and everyone that is tuned into this broadcast, that tunes into the CAN network, to the Galactic Alliance, to the Dragonstone, is what we collectively call indigos. Right. And this is really about the continuing saga of the indigos. We, we, we've been coming in for hundreds of years. In the 70s, psychics, clairvoyants, because of their higher sense perception, saw this confluence of the indigo aura mm -hmm. feels especially of children because of their sheer life force that mm -hmm. was because again when you come in with with your sixth strand partially activated mm -hmm. the color associated with the sixth strand and is indigo right blue violet so you will so we're known we've been known by so many names throughout history and it can get confusing right psychic super psychic mystic magical right. mythical children children of the blue ray blue ray kachina melchizedek melchizedek you know there's no direct translation of the word meek right in the old language meek is an acronym me ek melchizedek yes the melchizedeks will inherit the earth the earth is our inheritance now mm -hmm. we're moving out of the fifth root race cycle the aryan cycle And we're going into the final root race cycles where all the rest of our, most of us in, in 2000 years ago, 
the Christ was not able to complete the larger mission. When we come, when anybody comes to incarnation embodiment, right. we go through a stargate, we go through the fields, the halls, the flame of the mentor at the earth's core, then through earth stargates and into fetal integration. We leave imprints of our DNA every time we come into incarnation. I don't think that mission was entirely successful 2000 years ago, but now because of all the waves of indigos coming in now, I think finally all incoming souls as they pass through the earth's core, the Amenti fields now have the same potential that only the indigos had at one time, which was to fulfill the full 12 strand DNA template. Mm -hmm. Right. right. And remember, the original angelic human races did not have all 12 strands activated. Right. You have all 12 strands activated. You're a full avatar or Christ of being. You know, the next stage in ascension is soul integration. And that's getting mm -hmm. the fourth, fifth and sixth strands. So but root race incarnates, we call them the earth seeds, mm -hmm. which are just as important. You know, there's all the different levels of. Indigos. Each one, yes, they're a level one, two, and important. There are there are waves of indigos that are coming in for the fallen races. Right. And we have to understand that they are there. We're all here for a collective purpose. Correct. You know? Yeah. The race incarnates we call the earth seeds. Mm -hmm. The race incarnates are called the star seeds. Mm -hmm. And it's the star seeds, the cloister races better keep the 12 strand DNA template potentials alive within the earth human gene pool. We represent the advanced us we were able to come in. We made it all the way here. Mm -hmm. Now all incoming souls, and I think everyone on the planet now has that same potential for ascension. You know just the the indigo type races have had and that's really really special that's a big part of our original creation contract not to mention being custodians and guardians of the interplanetary stargates that's really important too mm -hmm. and it's very important for us to uh, awaken and see that knowledge again we, so, we remember um, well i just um want to know how would you start a person who who's never really who has curiosity and who wants to know more and open more uh how would you start them off i would start them off right at the top you know i love i love when i once in a while i get an email or i, I get a correspond someone i've never this is all new for me well guess what <laughs> No, it's right. not. You know, are not sort of bogged down with all these. I mean, look at all the experience we've had between all of us, all the all the the CDs, the DVDs, the mentoring, the this, the that, the, the mm -hmm. you know, all. And there still seems to be something missing. You know, there seems to be something missing. And this is and this is what I believe is really necessary now. We need to go a little step higher actually a few steps higher and i think we're all ready for this if somebody if anybody contacts me i know they're ready and i'm certainly ready to meet them at least right. halfway and the people that contact mm -hmm. come on in come on in 
Start with this mm -hmm. paradigm, this paradigm of interdimensional physics, the art and science of ascension, the posture mm -hmm. of love. You know, it's not just people think that it's just the, the highly technical stuff. And actually, to tell you the truth, the highly technical stuff is, I think, is the easiest to learn. You just learn a new lexicon, right? Glenn, right. You learn new, it's like learning any. you don't learn repetition and plus right. it will stimulate the memory of what's mm -hmm. already inside you yes we're all saying the same thing yes it is inside us but how to access mm -hmm. it and the best right. way to access it is to clear all residual karma and miasmic content from the dna and we also it's a big part of our mentorship program we teach systems of healing facilitation mm -hmm. bio spiritual healing facilitation that gets to the core morphogenetic fields, the core blueprints that really inform all the other levels. And when you can get it at that level, mm -hmm. get it at that level where it begins the process of crystallization. And because that's the, really the only thing that's, the information may be coming in clean, but as it's filtered through DNA that carries distortions, you're gonna get, you're not gonna get it clean. So as clean as the information may be coming in, the translation on the other end, because the DNA is really a translation transduction mechanism. So the best way to get this, or certainly absolutely necessary, is to clear up what we call all, to understand the true nature of karma and the true nature of the miasmic body and what happens when we don't think correctly. Mm -hmm. How that affects not only us, but our simultaneous incarnations and even members of our incarnational families, past, present, and future. This is an interesting thing. I want to kind of like tie everything up in my mm -hmm. human discovery. Sure. One of us discovers that on what we call an incarnational family clock, there are like 12 digits that represent your solar incarnational family. Some are in positions that they have more. They have a larger DNA template. They have a, a greater potential, let's say, mm -hmm. to send. If you know, and there are ways that you can know this, you, we teach energy sensing technique grid scanning, mm -hmm. dimensional grid scanning. A lot of us are having making the contact, you know, this sort of thing is mm -hmm. now initiating contact or contact has been initiated, usually in the dream state. For people out there, it really benefits. If I can give some practical advice, just before you go to sleep at night, just affirm to yourself, I am awake and aware in the dream state. Mm -hmm. I am awake. That's a powerful affirmation. Yes, it is. I am awake and aware in the dream state. And I remember awake and aware in the mm -hmm. dreams and remember and record and keep a journal. I didn't for years. I didn't. And I really keep a written record of your contact experience. Mm -hmm. A lot of this contact will take place in the astral, in the dream. That's a place we naturally go. When mm -hmm. we sleep, part of our consciousness disconnects and goes into the future. And for the higher dimensional beings to just unplug themselves a little bit, go down in frequency to meet us in the astral, that's very safe for them too. 
like in the beginning, they don't have to manifest fully directly too. So it's not like a lot of people when they talk about ET contact or interdimensional contact, it doesn't have to be an angel wafting in through an open window or appearing no. at, 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 at the foot of your bed. It can be somebody you know, somebody you already knows, somebody you're mm -hmm. going to be soulmates. It can be a one-nighter, for God's sake. Whatever <laughs> you need, you know, whatever you need to to make that exchange. Right, right. That sharing, but sometimes you know it's. But um, in my <laughs> case, or in anybody's case, once if the, there are a conscious decision to accelerate personal evolution can be made. Once you've assembled the codes you need to assemble mm -hmm. that it inherited from this life, then an incarnate, any one of us can open communication with their soul family. Mm -hmm. That can be taught. That's usually a hard opening. Right. And request that something called a soul braid. can take place through which merged with that of a, of a larger incarnation because in a soul braid, and this is key, mm -hmm. the present incarnate or incarnation begins to assemble the codes from its next incarnation, from a future incarnation into its present body and works to fulfill not only your life purposes, but the life purposes of your next incarnation. Mm. That's serious soulmate action. And I think a lot of us are here because I think our parents may have been true soulmates. I think we're here meeting, yes. meeting you know, yes. to do the, the higher work. And it's challenging for some people. You can wake up next to somebody you've slept with for 20 years ago. Who are you? <laughs> and that needs be okay if it if it if it's that radical right Usually it's not that radical you know? but but yeah you're like oh okay why am i here <laughs> and that's re and then what's required then is to be, have courage and be brave to right. let go mm -hmm. very true as we get into the closing it doesn't serve you no matter how short-term benefits when you're on the upward spiral, there's nothing worth going back. No. We've come so far. This is probably the closest we may come individually, collectively. See, a lot, I believe that most, if not all of us, have come from the future. We're not here because of a succession of past lives. Nothing is worth moving, going backwards at this time. We've come so far. We still have a ways to go. Mm -hmm. But I think individually and collectively, we meet in the dragon's den, you know, we meet <laughs> the galactic alliance and all of these things really help us come together. Um, like the things I'm, I'm, we're, I'm going to be doing a lot of work with Mariana right. coming up. Mar we were playing mm -hmm. this year. Well, that's going to be delayed. But we thought and instead of taking these trips, you know, going all the way here and going, there's a lot of places really locally. Yeah. You know, where people can meet. I'd like to, the Jersey Shore, you know, mm -hmm. it can be spiritual, spiritualized. We are spirit made flesh. So you don't have to go to Machu Picchu. You don't have to go to Giza. Right. You can go to the mountains in Ohio. 
You can go to the Jersey Shore. You can go to the Catskills. You know, yeah. you can go to Kansas. Mm -hmm. You can go to the Southwest. So we're planning some interesting trips that people don't have to, it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. You know, because the thing yeah. is, the work needs to be effective and it needs to be in a form that people can use. Right. And our all doing is to that end. And for that, I'm I'm eternally grateful. And thank you for, for having me on the program. Phil, it was wonderful to have you. I am so glad that you were able to be here because I know the time difference is big. Um, but, uh, you know, I just please make sure you come back. And the audience, it, here's uh, Phil's email. So please contact him. Um, if you want to know more information, if you're curious, you uh, you could hear this again and again if you want to. And you know where you can find us. I am very grateful, as always, Phil, to uh, get to see you and get to talk to you. And please hold on when we close. And I want to say thank you to our audience. And as always, many blessings. And I love you. Bye. Bye-bye.